G'day you mob, Pete here, and this is another episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, today I have a GOSS episode for you where I sit down with my old man, my father, Ian Smithson, and we talk about the week's news, whether locally down under here in Australia or non-locally <laughs> overseas in other parts of the world, okay? And we sometimes also talk about whatever comes to mind, right? If we can think of something interesting to share with you guys related to us or Australia, we also talk about that in the GOSS. So, these episodes are specifically designed to try and give you content about many different topics where we're obviously speaking in English and there are multiple people having a natural and spontaneous conversation in English. So, it is particularly good to improve your listening skills. In order to complement that though, I really recommend that you join the podcast membership or the academy membership at aussieenglish.com.au where you will get access to the full transcripts of these episodes, the PDFs, the downloads, and you can also use the online PDF reader to read and listen at the same time, okay? So, if you really, really want to improve your listening skills fast, Get the transcript, listen and read at the same time, keep practicing, and that is the quickest way to level up your English. Anyway, I've been rabbiting on a bit, I've been talking a bit. Let's just get into this episode, guys. Smack the bird, and let's get into it. How's it going, Dad? Give us a cheers. Cheers. Sauge. Sauge. Health. So, do you want to do the first one that we were going to chat about today was going to be um, naked dudes getting startled by a deer and then getting fined by the New South Wales police for avoiding a lockdown yeah, order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's a few other interesting stories masks. to mention there. Yeah. yeah. So, do you remember the basic story? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, it looks like, what does it say here from, from ABC? Two nude sunbathers- have been fined $1,000 each for breaching COVID-19 public health orders after mm-hmm. being startled by a deer and becoming lost in the Royal National Park. Yeah, so they were- they, <laughs> and From what I saw, and I know, I think I know where that is. Well, I know where the Royal National Park is, but from what I saw on the TV, I think I sort of vaguely know where they were. And it looks like they were um, sunbaking on a little camping spot down near a beach. And there are plenty of wild deer in Royal National Park. <laughs> and obviously, a deer had just come out onto the grass flat there and they'd panicked and run off into the forest. And whether the deer chased them, I doubt it, because um, <laughs> it's not rutting season for the bucks. Uh, but- You wusses. Yeah. So, they basically panicked and ran off into the bush and obviously got lost. But- they, pro- they they clearly had phones with them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read this story. I'm just interpreting because they must have rung for help. And because the police the sent the search and rescue out yeah. to find them. The SES, yeah. right? Was it SES? The SES oh, came and yeah. got them. So, they had a helicopter. They had four-wheel drives and yeah. units looking for them in the bush. So, the SES, you want to explain what that is in Australia for people? The State Emergency Service. So, yeah, they're, um, they're different from the sort of police fire brigade ambulance that, you know, a typical primary sort of, you know, emergency services, but the the State Emergency Service, or abbreviated to SES, is where um, they are responsible mostly for um, search and rescue sort of stuff. And also, if there's major damage done in floods or fires or storms and things, they're the ones out with the chainsaws clearing the roads and 
you know, help getting people out of houses and doing all that sort of stuff. So in many other countries in the world, um, the fire brigade do some of that sort of thing as well. But in Australia, the fire brigade is typically just managing yeah. fires. Um, Although they'll, work, they'll that, be working in conjunction if they're oh, they all work together. They all stuff, work together. Right? Yeah. yeah, and the SES are often the uh, they work in conjunction because police have a significant uh, search and rescue capability as well. Um, but so they they sort of work in conjunction with police but, and fire. But yeah, the cops and the fireys won't be trained in say um, abseiling down a cliff face to try and get to someone who's fallen or yeah, going well, out some into of them, the. Some of them will. Um, in their, their, the dedicated search and rescue police will, but yeah. your average, you know, if you're in a local town and your average police station is not going to have people trained in that. So that's when they'll call the SES in. And it's similar um, in that you'll have volunteers, right? There will be. They are all volunteers. Well, there'll, there'll, there'll be, be paid ones organised. There'll be an administrative organisation that are paid staff. Yeah. But typically the men and women who are out there on the front mm. are, uh, are volunteers. So. And it's probably a good way for people to, um, you know, adapt to life in Australia, right? If you end up in a rural town or, I mean, even in a town like Ocean Grove or something, yeah. we've got an SES yeah, we've nearby. Got a, we've got SES and Fire Brigade because the Fire Brigade is mostly volunteer in country yeah. Australia as well. So, so, just knock on the door and ask if there's anything that you can do as a volunteer. And yeah. it's a good way to practice your English as well as meet Aussies and just yeah. get involved in yeah. some pretty fun stuff, I think. Exactly. But so, yeah, these guys were 30 years old and 49 years old, which makes me think like, what? Were these guys like- you know, gay lovers. I don't know whether they were a couple or whether they were just mates <laughs> or whether they were you know, the the sort of uh, the explorers for the local nudist society. Well, and so, or, so they yeah. ran off into the bush, but they were naked. And so the one of the guy, I think a thirty year old guy, was picked up. You know, an hour or so later, after calling for help, mm. just wearing a backpack and nothing else, yeah. and then having to deal with that. And so the, the you, cops, you got to wonder why he didn't have clothes in his backpack. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> but, that's know. what I was thinking. I'm like, how did he, what was the backpack for? Like, yeah, what, what was he carrying if it know. wasn't clothes? Yeah, exactly. Food. Yeah, food. <laughs> towel. Did he have a towel wrapped around him? Who but, knows? But yeah, yeah, so they got picked up. And it, it's crazy because the SES, anytime you have, uh, I don't know, you're having to rely on services like the police, the SES, the fire brigade, or the ambulance, mm. it's like thousands of dollars an hour, oh, right? Exactly. Tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. Once you get a helicopter, helicopter out. And the four-wheel drivers, just because they'll the have fuel. specialty people out of that. Yeah, and-, and so not only did they have to obviously get help from the SES and the police, but they also had a $1,000 ticket each for, um, yeah, you know- Breach of lockdown. Oh, sorry, New South Wales, they're not calling it lockdown. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's a stay-at-home order. Yeah. Stay-at-home order. Yeah. So, do you want to, yeah, mention that too? What's with um, Gladys Berejiklian uh, yeah. um, playing the game? We're allowed to make uh, <laughs> political statements here. Man, go for it. Um, She's a Muppet. Well, Sorry, you know, guys. She, um, <laughs> I, to give Gladys her due, she and- Has killed um, a lot of koalas. Yeah, Anastasia Palaszczuk <laughs> in Queensland and Daniel Andrews in Victoria, in particular those three, because they're the three biggest states population-wise, um, last year- uh, when the, we've got the first wave of, of COVID, they basically ran the country yeah. because the Prime Minister was simply- In Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, well, that was for the bushfires. It's a uh, state problem. The states yeah, can deal yeah. with it. It's and, not a federal and problem. And so, yeah, he, the Prime Minister did one really good thing is that he created this national cabinet of getting all of the, um, the premiers of the states together to make you know, national decisions rather than the federal government doing it. Yeah. Um, because clearly, you know, for most of the- operational side of handling things like quarantine and stuff, even though quarantine is a federal government uh, responsibility, the responsibility falls on the states to handle the the organisational stuff for it. So he did the right thing by doing that, but then he was pushing a variety of, of solutions 
And those three premiers just pushed back and said, no, we're going to do it this way. Mm. And they were very good for that first wave. But I think to give uh, Gladys her due, and, you know, I don't do it very often because she's got some other issues, which we've spoken about in other- <laughs> Which are why I don't things. like it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I think she's been hammered by the uh, the Prime Minister and the Federal Liberal Party because, you know, she's the New South. New South Wales government is a Liberal government, Liberal National Government. Uh, Queensland and Victoria are, are ALP. So yeah. they're the, the opposition, Labor. They're the opposition to- um, to the you know, federal government. So I think the federal government has put pressure on Gladys to fall in line with what mm-hmm. the prime minister wants and to start using language that more suits his <laughs> agenda than you know, things like lockdowns that every other you know, well, state is using. I think so. part of the problem, though, with her was that for so long she was touting herself as the premier who hadn't put the state into lockdown. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. like, we, we've dealt with We'll do things COVID. the New South Wales way. Yeah, we're yeah. so much better than everyone else. And yeah. that, that was part of the thing. Victoria copped it from the 100 or so days that we were in lockdown with yeah, Dan Andrews. Yeah, something days last but year. Yeah. I think, you know, as much as a lot of people hated on him for that, it dealt Funnily with the enough, issue. Particularly people from southern New South Wales, whose the tourism yeah. industry just died. But It's funny how, though- they have not treated Gladys the same way, especially no. in the media. No. There were articles pretty much saying- uh, There was one article that came out saying how Gladys saved Australia. Yeah. And you just- And then you see the, the contrast with um, Dan Andrews, who was a Labor Party um, premier, the- saying he was dictator Dan yeah, and, you know, exactly. like he's ruining small business yeah. and uh, everything like that. And you're just like- It's the Murdoch press. Yeah. Um, it's that crazy. runs most it's of crazy. the major newspapers And that's the thing. Australia. We think- yeah. I mean, from some of the stuff that I was watching when all of these different things came up, what Gladys Berejiklian had a relationship with another minister or whatever that was doing all this underhanded- this dodgy um, stuff. And land dealing. Said, Don't tell me about it. You, well, so he was buying- I think he bought land for, you know, pennies on the dollar and then sold, sold it, it to the government yeah. for- Instead of three million that it was worth, thirty million, and pocket yeah. it. Tried to pocket that, right and then was called on the phone to Gladys saying, "Guess what I've done, or and whatever." She's and she's saying, just like, oh, "Don't I, tell me don't that. Tell don't, me. No, I, I don't need to know that bit." And you're just like, <coughs> "So you clearly know what he was about to say." Yeah. So yeah, and and but she got a full free pass. Oh, on, look, on that, and you just like anyone else, the federal government been told, at the moment just seemed to be sword. squeaky clean. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, insane. I don't know what they wash themselves in, but nothing sticks. It's the blood of their enemies. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they do. It just washes off. It's It's, amazing. Well, and they had the Gladys Glow, right, where anyone associated with her as well is apparently, um, you know, getting a- gets positivity their way as well, career-wise, just Mm. by being- Anyway, I'll stop ragging on Gladys. Yeah. (laughs) But Barnaby Joyce got fined as well for not wearing a mask. Did you see that? No, I didn't. (laughs) Uh, good idiot. <laughs> so, Barnaby Joyce is currently the Prime Minister, right? The standing um, Prime Minister? Well, no, I think- How does it work? Scott Morrison's back, but- Okay. Yeah, um, yeah he was- um, uh, He was a- oh, uh, My brain's going, there are about four little bits of information that people <laughs> need to know in another, the background here. Another poly that the, the average Australian hates. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So, our- um, Conservative right wing um, side of politics is made up of two parties: the Liberal Party and the National Party. Yeah. Uh, they rarely have, in the in, certainly in my lifetime, have ever had a um, majority in the federal government or the state government alone. So they have this 
fairly tight coalition between the two of them to form government. An unholy alliance. It is an unholy alliance <laughs> because what it means is that, in certainly in our federal government, is that the leader of the National Party is automatically the Deputy Prime Minister. When he's gone, when the guy's overseas when, so, the meeting. So, or- when the Prime Minister leaves the country or whatever, then the acting Prime Minister, the Deputy Prime Minister becomes the acting Prime Minister. And so, we have a situation in Australia where- Barnaby Joyce was the leader of the National Party a few years ago. And what happened there? Was there were some <laughs> major scandals around him, and he. To, there, were two, all right, there, there were two scandals. <laughs> One is that he was actually born in New Zealand, and he did not declare that, um, and so he was actually ineligible to serve in the Australian Parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, to, in, in fact, not even to serve in the Australian, but, but to be elected. That's because you had to be born in Australia be, or at least have well, reneged on any other citizenship. You actually, right? Yes, yes. Said, yeah, yeah. So, he has it. not reneged his New Zealand citizenship. You yeah. have to be an entirely Australian citizen. You can be born anywhere, mm. but you have to be an Australian citizen and only an yep. Australian citizen. Like, you and I are not eligible to serve in state. I'd have to get parliament. rid of my British We would passport. have to renege on our, you know, relinquish our British citizenship. Yeah. Um, and so, and there was a scandal that went through both or all three parties. This was amazing. About time, three years right? ago, where there was a there was probably seven or eight people that this this was true for, <laughs> of which one was the leader of the National Party. But but to pause <clears throat> you there, it started with Labor, didn't it? Where someone in Labor came out as um, having dual citizenship, yes, and the Liberal parties went just apeshit. reamed them, yeah. like went nuts, yeah. saying this. And is- then five or six Liberal and National MPs came out with the same thing. You yeah. got to have sat there, like, yeah. Oh. The 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 stand up comedian, you know, this is my you know, the wish that I had if I'd you know, been in another life. <laughs> the stand up comedian in me is just sitting there going, "Shut up!" You can just see these guys sitting, guys, and yeah, you know, men and women sitting in the background going, "Shut the fuck up! Shut up! Yeah. Do not under any circumstances <laughs> give this guy because all I have to do is look." Uh. So. So, all of that got sorted in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, to be honest, it was a bit of a farce because- A non-issue. It's a non-issue Who because cares? all those people have to do is they literally have to stand up there and say, I relinquish my New Zealand citizenship and it's done. <laughs> uh, mind you, they should then theoretically, according to the Australian constitution, have resigned from parliament and had to sit at a by-election to be re-elected because yeah. it was not that they're not entitled to be a member of the Australian parliament- they were not entitled to register to be elected yeah, at the time. <laughs> at the time, so you have to so go back. You have to go back and be re-elected. So all of that was sort of over, and you know Barnaby had obviously taken the deep breath, gotten over that, and then it came out that he was having an affair with one of his ex-staff. He wasn't. He <laughs> yeah. may have been having an affair with her while she was staff. We don't know, but he was having an affair with one of his ex-staff members who was in her twenties. She was pregnant. Yeah. And Barnaby's you know, in his fifties, but I think, yeah, or maybe so even she's 60. twenty plus years you know, younger junior. than him. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Well, but just just ethically. But ethically, <laughs> you sit there and go, you have to have the high moral ground if yeah. you're going to start whining about people's ethics and behaviours. Yeah. You've got to have that high moral ground. So, he never got sacked. He resigned um, from the National Party. <laughs> the Joanna in the background. He Sorry, resigned guys. his seat at the- uh, And he got re-elected, but he went into the backbench. Yeah. Um, and the backbench basically means he's not a minister, he's not in a senior position- He's simply a member of parliament uh, representing his local area. And there he waited. And there he waited. He <laughs> sat and waited. And then there was a coup within the National Party a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. to oust the leader who had been the deputy prime minister um, and who I have no time for at all because he's basically a moron. <laughs> um, uh, 
Like he's <laughs> pretty, pretty he's probably he's pro- if he was your next door neighbour, he'd probably be a really nice guy. He'd be the sort of guy you'd sit down, have a beer with, borrow the lawnmower, do all that sort of stuff. But he's just not up to being a parliamentarian. So him aside, he got ousted by the National Party. They actually just said, all right, Barnaby's back. Piss off. <laughs> we'll put Barnaby back in. And now Barnaby's been fined for not wearing a mask. Yes, yeah, like, so, really well, they, yeah, didn't see the this The amazing coming. thing is, I mean, if you get this story up here, where is it, Deputy PM, yeah, Barnaby Joyce fined for failing to wear a mask. So apparently all he did was go into a petrol station in regional New South Wales Someone spotted him without a mask and called Crime Stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> Crime Stoppers is our um, uh, the instant. The it's, not, it's not the yeah. uh, in Australia. It's triple you know, zero. In Britain, it's triple nine. In America mm-hmm. and Canada, it's nine one one. So it's not the emergency police no. line, but it's the Dobbin line. It's the mm-hmm. line the the phone number that you call or the website you go to if. <laughs> When you no one longer of have your a teacher from is high doing school something to, dodgy. to complain to. Exactly. <laughs> if one of your neighbours is doing something dodgy and you don't want to confront them but and you don't want to just go down to the local police station, mm-hmm. you just you know, call up Crime Stoppers. So, they so. came in, the cops came in um, and asked to see the CCTV footage and then found, apparently afterwards just said, and then decided to fine a 50-year-old man $200. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just like- God, imagine though being, I don't know how these guys do it. You know, so many of these politicians seem to be widely hated, it seems, by both the media, by the public. Mm. And you kind of like, at what point do you think, I can't even go to a a petrol station and, you know- Make a simple mistake. He may have just forgotten his mask. Of course he not. He's not giving it to the man. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. Making a a statement. statement. But people hate him enough to be like, no, Barnaby, no, Barnaby screw, yeah, you. screw you. I'm calling Crime Stoppers. <laughs> What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah, if exactly. you're not doing it, then yeah. oh, the no. rest of us should. So, I just found that amazing. <laughs> I hadn't read that one. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, what else has been going on? How's um, COVID going? How do you feel after everything, all the flack that Victoria has copped um, with the numerous outbreaks that we've had, mm-hmm. all, albeit- uh, a big one to begin with and then some minor ones afterwards, little bumps. Yeah. And now it's like the rest of Australia is on yeah, fire the, the and vi- we're fine. The, the little Victoria-Tasmania like- corner of the country is going, <laughs> yeah, we're okay. Yeah, exactly. Look, at the, the tables moment, have turned. At the moment, Victoria is the saviour for the AFL, as an example. We have all 18 AFL teams <laughs> residing in Melbourne at well, the moment. They all flew from their respective states yeah, they when flew they in found over the out last there was going to be a lockdown, right? Say, look, well, just in, ca- in fact, the two South Australian teams flew over last night yeah. just in case South Australia goes yeah. into lockdown. The irony is that one of them will fly back to Adelaide, the capital city of South Australia, um, in order to play a game over the weekend. But but in isolation. But at know. least, but if they could never have gotten out of South Australia gotcha. if South Australia went into lockdown. <laughs> and so, so uh, yeah, it's all a bit weird. But, uh, <laughs> there is an element of fuck you in there, though, that you, you just sit there and go, well, With the, yeah, amount every, the amount of shit that, shit that Victoria, Victoria has copped. And look, Victoria had, yeah, we were- at, The number uh, of at, memes everywhere oh, on Facebook, exactly, on exactly. the news, all but making we were fun at of us. Seven, yeah, last June, so a year ago, <laughs> we were at 750 cases a day. Mm-hmm. And so, we went into severe lockdown. Took so We had the tightest lockdown in the world at that time. It was two and a half kilometre um, radius, yeah, five right? five kilometre radius. Um, in fact, even the five kilometre radius was, you know, it, it was- And the and, you, know, you could only leave home for four reasons and, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, we're in the tightest lockdown in the world at the time. And it uh, worked. But three months later, we went to zero. And so, we've had a couple of hiccups that have 
all been related to you know, problems with quarantine. Uh, in fact, everything that's come into Australia since has been you know, people in quarantine getting uh, you know, the worst place you can be at the moment. Mm-hmm. For uh, contracting COVID is in quarantine if Seems you don't like have it, it. So, or working with them as nurses yeah, or doctors. Exactly. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's an element there that just says, well, you know, finally the rest of Australia is starting to realise that you know you have to take this stuff seriously. Well, I love the NT um, Northern Territory too. Yeah. They're like, oh well, we've just vaccinated 15 percent of our population, and you're like, mate, your yeah. population is yeah, the size people. of Geelong. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's seven like, people. It's yeah. 250,000 people that live there. Yeah. There's more people living in Adelaide, uh, in Adelaide, in Canberra, yes. in the city of Canberra than there are in the uh, entire Northern Territory. Northern Territory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, you've been vaccinated too, Dad. How do you yeah, feel? Yeah, I had the first one. Have um, you got autism yet? No, no, I haven't got <laughs> autism. I haven't haven't had blood clotting. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that was a joke at the yeah, anti-vaxxers yes. who still believe that autism is caused by vaccines. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> that's a completely different exercise. That, that's um, the only time I think I've received one of the worst um, ratings for Aussie English. Was um, an anti-vaxxer losing it at me, saying, you know, oh, yeah, it was, it was great podcast oh. until he said that vaccines weren't related to autism. I'm giving him one star. I'm like, the, pod- the podcast's more than just that one episode, even if you disagree are, with me. But there are some times where you can highlight that. And, and, you know, this <laughs> is not a negative. Is a badge. This is where it's it is a badge. a badge of honour. Yeah, there are some times where if you're pissing some people off, you've got to be doing something <laughs> I right. frame it. So, yeah, yeah, print exactly. it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you've got to go and get your second jab yeah, second sometime soon. next month. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and you're going to get Pfizer as well. Well, that's the plan. I'm going to have to. Well, at the moment, it would be churlish of me to go to my doctor and insist that I have the Pfizer vaccine. Churlish, Dad. Churlish. You that's to a people? nice little that's word. A, that, uh, I wouldn't be able to describe that, wouldn't it? Uh, it may. It would be shameless, uh, shameless, awkward, socially irresponsible. <laughs> Please give me uh, more. Personally irresponsible <laughs> to go to the doctor and say, "Hey, look, I've had, I've had uh, the AstraZeneca. Um, I would like to have the Pfizer as well." Given that. At the moment, only people, unless you belong to, believe the Prime Minister, only people over the age of 60 are having um, AstraZeneca now in Australia. Everybody else is lining up for a shortfall supply of Pfizer. We have got Moderna, which is very similar to the Pfizer coming into Australia later in the year, but it's not here yet. So at the moment, there's, you know, there are people who haven't been vaccinated at all that are still queuing up. Yeah. And anybody under the age of 40, it's only been open for a week for them. Really? So I can get it done? Except it's AstraZeneca, it. right? It's uh, not No, it's Pfizer, Pfizer but it? you can't uh, get it because there yeah. isn't enough. Go on. Uh, you, you can't get bookings. I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday who's uh, just about to turn 39, uh, and she was saying, well, you know, I'm, it's all very well for them to say I can go and get it now, but- <laughs> They know, have to have it. But they have to have it. Yeah, you can't <laughs> book in anywhere. Doctors don't have supply. If you do a walk-up, they'll turn you away, um, yeah, because they just don't have enough. Mm. Uh, and that's a whole new, no, another story about the incompetence of the, you know, the vaccination program in this country. Uh, so I'll be waiting until yeah, there is a surplus of supply. But there is apparently some anecdotal research. It's yet to be <laughs> peer review published, but it's it's done by you know, uh, yeah, experienced and well respected. Um, epidemiologists and vaccine doctors in Canada. Not just Nana down at the tuck no, shop. No, exactly. That are suggesting <laughs> that- through the grapevine. That's right. Yeah. My auntie Jen said <laughs> uh, that um, there is a better than the sum of the parts yeah. um, efficacy for- Synergism. Yes, for um, getting a different variety of uh, vaccine over the top of the one that you've already got. The human uh, pincushion. Exactly right. <laughs> just so, come at me. Yeah. So, that'll be the plan. 
Um, but at the moment, uh, yeah, no blood clotting, no yes. adverse Tap effects too much. Yeah, um, yeah and it was funny because I didn't know. Well, funny is one word for it. Um, <laughs> peculiar, I think, is probably more to the point um, in that I didn't know whether I got a um, an adverse effect of having the vaccine. Because uh, you got sick at the because same Because I got time. sick at the same time. <laughs> so, yes, I was severely debilitated after having the vaccine, but- it took me two weeks to get over a chest infection rather than two days to get over the typical symptoms. God damn it, Noah. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, you know, the joys God you have when you've got children and grandchildren in childcare and kindergarten. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, I get to be sick. They're just little petri dishes of, of, the rest of my yeah. life. And the trouble is that the kids get over them in five minutes and then their parents and grandparents are sick for weeks. Mm-hmm. Five years. I had five years without getting sick. And then you had a child in childcare. And, and I've gotten sick enough times to probably make up for it. Yeah, funny about that. All right. Well, that's probably enough for this episode, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. Peace. All righty, you mob. Thank you so much for listening to or watching this episode of The Goss. If you would like to watch the video, if you're currently listening to it and not watching it, you can do so on the Aussie English channel on YouTube. You'll be able to subscribe to that. Just search Aussie English on YouTube. And if you're watching this and not listening to it, you can check this episode out also on the Aussie English podcast, which you can find via my free Aussie English podcast application on both Android and iPhone. You can download that for free or you can find it via any other good podcast uh, app that you've got on your phone, Spotify, podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is. I'm your host, Pete. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a ripper of a day and I will see you next time. Peace.